Hey guys, my name is Brett Ferguson, and I'm a current student at the University of South Carolina, where I'll be graduating in May 2020. Welcome to episode 10 of the Struggle to Sovereignty podcast. Before we jump into episode 10, I want to talk a little bit about the episode 9 response. Guys, it was fantastic. Phil has a story of running 50 miles, losing weight, going from 260 all the way down to 210. It's incredible the accomplishments that he's accomplished at 21 years old of age. He's a senior in college with it figured out. He understands the means to achieving a goal and understands the motivation for getting there. Moving on to episode 10. It's a little bit different of an episode, um, and it's super exciting because it's a, just a really interesting addition. Today, I actually have one of my colleagues that helps me out with the struggle to sovereignty and does all my sound editing, Jack Taylor, also owner of Spurs Up here on campus. How you doing today, Jack? I'm doing good, Brett. I'm happy to be on Spurs Up. I've heard, or excuse me, Spurs Up. I'm pitching my own thing. <laughs> I'm happy to be on Struggle to Sovereignty. I've listened to you know every episode as I have to edit it, and I've seen how the show has grown to what it is now, and it's really cool to be on the other side of it today. Absolutely, man, and I'm super excited to have you here and recording this episode. I've talked with you guys a lot since the creation of the Struggle to Sovereignty, how I'd have you guys on for an episode, and going into the future, I want our community to understand how our relationship works and how we go forward. Now, with our actual guest host, quote unquote, um, we're today we're doing actually actually a co-podcast with a pocket full of positivity. I have a friend named Prayer I met at the beginning of the summer whenever I started the struggle to sovereignty. Um, I simply DM'd her and now it turned out to a great relationship between the two brands and it's been incredible. So for episode 10 of the Struggle to Sovereignty, I will be joined by Prayer, the founder of Pocketful of Positivity. It's such an awesome pleasure to introduce Prayer. Prayer, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Brett. Thank you so much for coming in. And I am so excited that we now share a studio, so that's always really fun. Yeah. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know me, my name is Prayer. I am a psychology major at USC, and Brett and I, it was so funny because we did kind of meet over DM. Yep. And I can't say since I don't have my own personal social media, and that happened through um, the PFOP social media, which yeah. is what we kind of call yeah. our podcast. Um, everyone on our team does, at least. And so it was really just endearing. I remember seeing like Brett's like DM and he was the first person who ever DM'd us so that's kind of important um, to us and um, it was just really exciting seeing that people really appreciated what we were doing and he kind of understood our message and he wanted to talk about how we could kind of help each other out since our messages kind of align all together and so we met up after that and it's just been a really solid I think it has amounted to a friendship now and so it's just like really cool that things like this like outlets like this were able to do so much for so many people absolutely. and I think it can just grow from that absolutely so, yeah. yeah and for all of uh, all the prayer viewers that don't know me yet my name is uh, Brett Ferguson and I'm here alongside Jack Taylor who helps me out with the podcast Jack say hello hey everybody what's <laughs> up um, so pretty much what we are um, our community is called the struggle to sovereignty started about five months ago and prayer has been so instrumental in helping us create our community and somewhat create a little bit of a different niche audience but it's very similar in our overall goal and our overall meaning uh, and it's super interesting to have developed such an awesome relationship with prayer and going forward having her help and her knowledge and her expertise trying to figure out to build these communities and help people across U USC and going further from there into other college campuses and even further so um, prayer but yeah so we met over a DM but it became so much more than that. It became a really cool friendship. Like, her brother is now in Jack and I's fraternity. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's so cool, right? Uh, <laughs> I find that so awesome. I think it's cool, too. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just so kind of honored to have like these kind of relationships with people because I don't think since me being a psych major all of my classes have kind of been like sciencey related so coming into this whole entire like situation I wasn't as well versed as I could have been with everything and it's just like a trial and error process you learn in the moment and um, so I think being able to go back and forth with y'all definitely helped me a lot just kind of become a better leader Absolutely. and um, help me with like what we do at Pocketful of Positivity too yeah, so yeah. it's really cool yeah it's neat it's like it's one of those things is you surround yourself with like-minded people and people that are leaders you start understanding ideals that you wouldn't have before because you knew those people I mean mm -hmm. I bet Jack can attest to that like we have a guy that works with us at Garnet Media named Brendan Lewis and Jack is obviously an incredible sound editor but he can bounce ideas off Brendan too and he can learn from that you no, want to 
talk about it a little bit. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one of the best parts about like this kind of partnership that we have made is that even if we can't, you know, even if we're not helping each other in a direct way, we can still sit down, have these conversations, you know, and just have someone that is doing something what, like what we're trying to do, you know, and we can bounce off of each other, build ideas off each other. It's one of the reasons we wanted to get into Garnet Media Group because we knew I'm, I'm already part of it through, you know, SGTV, but I knew that there was a huge data bank of people that could help us out, you know, and we could talk mm -hmm. to and try to bounce different ideas off, figure out what they're doing that's successful. It's also funny that you all met through a DM. I actually found out about, what, what do you call it, PFOP? Is that what the yeah. abbreviation is? <laughs> we don't have an abbreviation yet, but... Um, yeah, we do, STS. You can't, like, say it. Like, yeah, it's I, know. Just... I know, you're right, you're right. Continue, continue. <laughs> but um, I remember, I think it was towards the end of last year, and I was, like, on Instagram one day, and I saw a follow request, and I was like, what, what is this po pocket full of positivity? What is it? And they, they had requested to follow me on Instagram. And I remember just seeing like content throughout the end of the year and uh, throughout the summer. And I was like, I don't know what they do yet, but they seem that they're doing pretty well at it. <laughs> <laughs> so when Brett brought, brought it up and I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of them. Like, I don't know, again, I don't know what they do. And now that I, you know, we talked, I know now what y'all do and how right. you could help us. But um, I think it's really interesting that, I mean, especially as a journalism major, I know that the biggest thing in, you know, when you're trying to put out content mm -hmm. is connections. Right. the people you talk to. Yep. So it's things like this, right. meeting Brandon, meeting Prayer, like that's what really is going to, that's what helped us grow more than we thought we could have when we started over the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and Prayer, it's been so cool developing this relationship as you know what podcasting is obviously a media that's growing exponentially in 2019 mm -hmm. but within the younger generation it's it's somewhat lost for some reason like podcasting is a very instrumental idea in the older generation and as the younger generation gets into this idea and into this medium it's awesome to know that we have a community built around that and we're somewhat able to forefront the idea of podcasting especially within the college community Prayer, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit on how what it's been like to create a podcast in college and how you've been able to balance that work-life balance and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, when I was approached about this, I guess I'll just go into kind of how I started in the first place because that's definitely like something that I'd like to reflect on since I never talk about it. Um, but so throwback to like a year ago-ish from now, I um, really just wanted to join more student orgs on campus and one of which that I decided to follow through with was the Daily Gamecock, which is the student newspaper here. And so I kind of just did it for fun. I like wrote like a poem in like third grade and won an award. I'm not the best writer. <laughs> I'm not the best writer, but I was like, you know what like I'll try it I think I'm a big believer in broadening one's horizons through involvement and so I thought that would be like a really good outlet like a great like a great creative outlet um so I did that and I remember like a little while in after I became an arts and culture writer um the editor-in-chief at the time her name was Mary she sat down with me and she was like listen like kind of like your personality you have a cool personality um would you be interested in starting a podcast I said wow like that's like really cool like what an honor like it's great yeah. that you guys have thought of me but I don't know anything about technology period like at all yeah. like worse than normal people um can't really do much other than powerpoint and excel um but i said you know what like if i uh, can grab a team together and get some people who might be as interested in this then i'll let you know but for now sorry sorry not sorry but i don't have time um and she's like okay just think about it let me know and so that was around october november say of last year so 2018 i think um and so i just kind of put it on the back burner for a while it was something that kind of like intrigued me but i didn't know how to follow through with it and make it successful i'm kind of like a very um i'm a pretty hardworking person and i like what i do to be successful so i knew it would take a lot of work for me to get there and I didn't know if I had time to dedicate to it yeah. um, so I kind of let it rest for a while and then just through more and more involvement on campus I started finding people who I thought would be good personalities to be hosts along with myself and there's one girl Lexi who's a host with me now and we are in the same sorority and we both did Daily Gamecock together and she's a PR major was really interested in it she was like listen like if you fought through with it let me know because I will be there right with you and we'll do it together it'll be great and so I talked to her and we found out that we both knew people and um, like I literally met Erin, one of our other hosts, like in a line at T Coop and she was very talkative and I was very talkative and now we're best friends. Yeah. So that was really fun. And so after that, I started taking more and more classes for my major, like upper level ones. And I started learning more and more about mental health. And I realized that if I could do anything with this, it might be able to help those in our community who struggle with stuff like that. And I've always been a pretty positive person. Um, I think I grew up an introvert, but kind of for 
force myself to be an extrovert just because of society. And I figured like, I can't get anywhere if I'm just like sitting back there and not talking at all. I remember back in kindergarten, um, my parents went in for a student teacher conference and the teacher said, listen, your kid's great. She's smart. She knows her ABCs, but uh, she doesn't talk at all. And so my parents came back and yelled at me because they were like, listen, it's a good thing. They said you do not talk. The teacher said that. Yeah, she said that. Um, and no one can no one can believe no it. No way. <laughs> and so my parents were like, listen, like, we're really happy you're smart and stuff, but you need to be more social. And I was like, I have my one friend. Like, we play princess all the time. It's fine. Yeah, um, cool. But, yeah, so uh, I try to work on that little by little. It was hard to put myself out there, but then I started doing it. And um, my pivotal moment when I realized that I, like, really wanted to pursue it after I found my hosts and stuff like that was my freshman year. So I started this my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um now I'm a junior, but my freshman year, um, I served on Patterson Hall, which is a residence hall here. I served on the hall government for that, and I was a secretary and like the senator for it. Um, and I remember that I lived on a hall that was very antisocial, and I really wanted to like get to know the people, but they like didn't want to talk to me. So I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to go to other floors and make friends that way. And so the fifth floor of Patterson, I became really good friends with a lot of those guys, and like we started hanging out all the time. It so happened that the president of Patterson Hall at the time also lived on that floor. Um, really good friend of mine now. Um, he's a little awkward, a little awkward, very introverted, doesn't talk that much. And I remember I would be hanging out on their floor and he would walk by and I'd say hi, but they wouldn't say anything. And that floor as a whole was so close. And I kind of felt bad because, um, I don't know, they just didn't acknowledge him at all. They were willing to be friends with me, lived on a totally different floor, invite me everywhere, but people who lived on their own floor, they weren't talking to. And I was like, that, I don't know, doesn't sit right with me. I don't know if you guys have seen The Blind Side. Have you yeah, seen The Blind Side? Yeah. There's like a point in The Blind Side. I know we're like doing a podcast. So you can't see what I look like right now. Um, but when I do this facial expression, so there's a point in The Blind Side where Sandra Bullock, who's awesome, she's an actress, if you don't know. Um, but that Mike guy um, was walking on the street in the dark and she was with her husband and they were going to like go home or whatever after the volleyball game or whatever her daughter played in and she was like no no no, like this isn't okay like we need to help him she's like what like that's not that's not good um and so I started hanging out with this kid a lot like we hung out till weird hours of the night really awkward kid like I said but we became really good friends and a month in our friendship he was like listen like um I just want to let you know that I struggle from severe anxiety and depression I've been like a little suicidal at times um and I just want to relate to you that you being there for me and being friends with me has substantial decreased that in my life like it's definitely changed who I am and I feel like I feel like my life is worth living because you're in it now and you make me feel important and I cried a lot uh, when he told me that and I was like shoot I was like shoot Um, it was uh, it was something else and when I thought about that I was like you never know how many kids on this campus are like that who don't have those people so that's kind of why I decided to that was kind of like the last check mark when I was trying to figure out if I want to do it or not I was like well let's be like friends with everyone Let's like try and be friends of the public so that if people don't have those people in their lives right now, they can listen to us and kind of pretend like we're there for them. And we would be if like you knew us in real life and stuff like that. Um, so feel free to DM us. Yeah. Um, that's why I started it. That's incredible. I think that's so neat. And <clears throat> I think something our both of our messages hit on a lot is this subject of mental health. Uh, over the past few weeks, I've each and each podcast, I've somewhat talked about the member of SAE that um, did the ultimate sacrifice. And it's, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. And something that has been so pertinent in my life, I've had family members, I've had friends, I've had, I mean, you name it. I personally have dealt with mental health issues throughout my life and throughout different times. Now, would I say it's at the severity of others? Absolutely not. But again, I know what it feels like to be in that dark place. Letting people know and letting people feel like they're a part of something and that they're understood and truly having somebody feel like they're they have someone to go to. That's incredible. And something that's amazing with both of these podcasts, because it, it allows for somewhat of an outlet in order to hear about things and hear from people your age that are thinking about the same ideals that you think about and allowing for a community to reach out and get help. And I think that's something that's so it's so beautiful about what you do over the pocket full of positivity and I appreciate so much and I know you as a person you carry that within yourself each day and it's 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 such a beautiful thing I think that's so cool and it's and it shows your leadership abilities and what you're able to produce in the future 
What do you? I was saying that yeah, that I think that one of the biggest things, especially since we do have you know somewhat of a focus on mental health, it's one of the basis of why we do what we do for both of our podcasts. And I think one of the biggest issues when it comes to you know mental health is that these people believe that they are by themselves, they're yeah. on their own, they're the only ones dealing with it, and that there's you know no other way that they can can deal with it. And I think one of the coolest parts about it is that we like you said we provide this platform we provide this community where others so because like we were saying when we first started this podcast the idea behind it was is that at our age you know at our for our demographic for yep. co- especially for college age you know men and women they all of us are going through these things you never know what people are going through in their lives no matter how they might seem on the surface and for whatever reason as a society we don't talk about it we don't talk to each other about the issues that we're having unless you know it's our really close knit group of people. And I think that humans were not meant to be on this earth and go through this stuff alone. Right. And one of the biggest things that you can do to, to try to, you know, try to help yourself and help others is to talk with people. And so for those people who are too, you know, too shy or too nervous to think that they can talk to people or don't think they have anyone to talk to, at the very least, we can talk to others about, mm-hmm. you know, their problems and about what we've been going through and they can hear that conversation. Right. And I think that that dialogue is really important to what we're trying to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's so crucial, especially within our day and age. Um, something we talk about, something I think that's so interesting with you, um, and you brought it up earlier, was you don't have your own personal social media. Right. You do not find that at all with people. Like, it's crazy. Like, I have my own personal social media. Only time I really spend on it is if I post a picture, and I post a picture probably once every three months. And... I but I'm always on the Instagram with struggle to sovereignty. I'm always there trying to do stuff and try to make it better and do all these different things. And it's so neat that you don't have your own personal Instagram because it's really made me think and really reflect and be like, do I really need this? Do I really need this outward expression of myself to make myself look like this certain being and like this certain person when in reality, I am so much more than what a picture can show on Instagram, and I'm so much more than what a filter can show or make you look like or do that. And and, and again, that's a, one of the ideals that we brought with the struggle to sovereignty and why all of our content is black and white, because we, we want transparency to be inept and have that ability in order to be transparent. And black and white, you can't get any simpler than that, right? And that's another thing, mm-hmm. like, with... That's one of the biggest problems, too, for people that have, you know, issues with their mental health and issues with their confidence. I know from a personal standpoint and from friends that social media and the way that people portray themselves on social media is a huge factor into this one's anxiety yeah. or one's thoughts because they see people on social media living their best life, you know, posting these things every day, and they're like, why is my life not like that? Why mm-hmm. am I not getting, you know, hundreds and thousands of likes on my posts or people commenting? And that makes people think that they are, have less value than they really do. So I think that's a great part about what we try to do for both of our podcasts, where we have to try to put a more positive aspect and a more positive outlet on social media because it's such a toxic place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to provide that you know positive area to try to flip what social media kind of brings about. Yeah, prayer. Let, so obviously we have two completely different styles, though, whenever it comes to our social media. Mm-hmm. Um, ours is very, like, solemn, and it, it's very gritty. And it's it's somewhat. I like to think about it. It's you have this somewhat of a tunnel vision. You're 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 closed, and you can have people to help you achieve a goal, right? Y'all's mission is different. It's a little bit different. This is where it's so cool about the difference between our two podcasts is that one extorts like the extremely deep and dark and hard things and we we talk about that a lot and we talk and especially in the guise of fitness while you guys promote positivity and you guys are allowing again setting like we always say setting failure is a benchmark for something that you can achieve right you guys promote positivity throughout that entire process Mm -hmm. neither is on least important than the other right like each of them hold their own accord and that's so cool because we can hit two completely different audiences at the underneath this like same idea if you wanted to elaborate on that and why like positivity is such an important word for your podcast um yeah so when I came up with the title I just thought it sounded cute because there are a whole bunch of like yeah. p's in there and my name starts with a p and I just thought it kind of had a little ringing bell effect and it sounded great um and then I remember the way Lexi talked about it in one of our previous episodes was really great I think um it's something that kind of directly parallels to happiness and like we were talking about social media before um I can't relate to that because I don't have one right. my Instagram got hacked like years ago and I just never cared to get it back um for me I like I'm a pretty organic 
organic person. I'm a pretty real person. I just don't have neither creativity nor time to like edit stuff like that to make it look like yeah. something that I'm not. Um, and I've been fine without it. I have a Twitter. I care more about what people say than what they look like. Um, so I can I can do that. Um, but yeah, I think with the positivity aspect of it, it goes back to the way we kind of run stuff at PFOP. Um, I would say that mental health isn't something that we stress on our podcast. I don't think a lot of people would even understand that that's like an underlying theme within yeah. all the stuff that we do. And that's because as a psych major, um, when you were speaking to the suicide that happened on our campus a little while ago, um, I didn't need stuff like that to put stuff in a perspective as to how you should treat others and how you should always be there for others. I remember I texted like all my friends after that and I was like, listen, like if you need someone, I'm always here. You need to know that. Um, and people forget it all the time. So I always remind people who I like value in my life and I think they're close to me and our team members. I think I text every single one of them just to let them know. But I don't believe in lecturing people. I don't think it gets through to people like that unless it's a professor and not to half of your professors you're not going to listen to you take notes outside of class right and so um the way we kind of like pair like do it um at pocket full of positivity is we try and be on equal grounds as our listeners and kind of engage with them in that way as opposed to talking down to them and saying hey listen like if you need help like we're here from like a higher standing it's more like having conversation with them and we want to be as inclusive as we can and i think that also goes back to the diversity between both of our podcasts um for me i think diversity is more than the color of your skin and who you love and what your chick-fil-a order is um i think (laughs) i think I think it's really cool that both of us have similar standings in terms of though our audiences are very different. We kind of have similar mental like mindsets, I guess, Mm -hmm. and how you guys' social media is so different from ours, but we still kind of like stress the same stuff. So yeah, talk about how you guys kind of like run your social media and the black and white thing. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. So it's interesting. Um, Something I'm really big on is underlying themes. Like I, I... I love a good story and especially stories that have somewhat of a quote unquote Easter egg. I love that stuff. I think it's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So with our social media, um, we have the struggle to sovereignty started because I had sovereignty in definition means influence from external forces. Okay. We're always looking to get away from this influence of external forces. We're always looking to look intrinsically and truly believe in what we want to do, right? So it's a struggle to sovereignty. It's a struggle to have these extrinsic forces not affect who I am as a person and really looking intrinsically and thinking in a very stoic mindset. Um, and, sto- and stoicism is, is a lot of what we have to do, hence the black and white. Uh, and black and white's very transparent. It is what it is. It's cut and dry. Um, and it's also, too, a motivating factor for me and similar to what I do. If a lot of what I see, and I'm wearing it right now, a lot of what I wear <laughs> is black and white. A lot of what I wear. Like, Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, see, completely different, right? But a lot of what I wear is black and white for some reason. I've always, I've always been like that. And it's not, like, not because I think in a very, like, song depressing mindset right <laughs> but again like I, I truly like I truly just wear a lot of black and white I because I it just has a sense Jack has black and white on right now yeah yeah he is black and white look at <laughs> little smash of blue yeah look the at shorts him. but you know it, as as a whole um what we like to say is we have this thing called dulcius sex asparis and a tattooed across my chest is my family crest and um the Ferguson family crest has this verbiage, like I said, named Dulcius Sexus Paris. And what that means is sweeter after difficulties. Right? I think that's so interesting that, that like, that's a part of my family lineage and it's something I'm able to provide for people because that's, and, and, and in turn, that's exactly what we're looking to do. Help people understand that after their difficulties and after their struggles, it's a lot sweeter. The end is a lot sweeter than the beginning. You know, have you ever, have you ever hiked a mountain? Uh, I haven't hiked a mountain. I like You've hiking in hiked? general. Not a mountain. Really? Oh, okay. Not a mountain. <laughs> Don't think of a mountain as like a like climbing a mountain. Like even if you go, there's like one in there's one like a, about an hour and a half away in North Carolina. It's just like a trail. Are you talking about Boone? No, it's uh, it's called Crowder's Mountain. Okay. It's like it's like a two or three mile hike maybe. Okay. It's like going back and forth. So it's not like climbing a mountain. It's just yeah. Like, no, it's not walking like, around it's not, in the it's woods. It's not like I'm not <laughs> I'm not like bandoliering yeah, down. Yeah. And I, I'm not doing any of that. No, no, no. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised. Um. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not that cool, I swear. Uh, 
we, so the way I like to think about it is like, okay, a mount, going up a mountain, right? It's, it's very tough. Like hiking up a mountain is not easy, right? And you have to, you have to climb over rocks. You got to do a bunch of different stuff. Mm -hmm. But once you get to that top of the mountain, I have never met a person that is mad about their hike once they've gotten to the top. It's kind of deep. Yeah. Does it make sense? Brendan's over there nodding. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> like I have never met somebody that has hiked a mountain and gotten mad at the view that they see because the direct correlation of how high, like how much you've climbed and how much you've hiked and how far you've gone up is the direct correlation of what you see at the top. I think that's so interesting. And that's something that I've always looked at the struggle to sovereignty like is the more I climb and the more I keep taking steps and the more I keep doing the things and walking the walk, talking the talk, doing the thing, living a life that is sovereign, right? Once I reach that point of that mountaintop, I see that view and only want more. Does that make a little bit more sense than like, and I think that's the best way metaphorically for me to put it. I think I'm going to underline this episode with just Miley Cyrus as the climb. Yeah. <laughs> like, Uncopyrighted version of it. But, but like truly, like truly, I, that's, that's how I think it. That's how I lead my, my team. Like that's how I like to lead my team. If you ask them, you can ask Jack, the amount of text I send to them and ideas and things. And I just like, and I will have chains of text messages of them not talking to me because it's just me <laughs> ranting about things I want to get done. And they all know it. They all like it. They acknowledge it. They're just like, Brett, stop talking because it, it's just because I have this unending like pursuit. Right. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. So, uh, that's honestly one of the reasons why I joined from the beginning is because, and stayed on in the beginning, because when you first, like I'd seen the blog post, I'd seen the things on Facebook. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like I never really thought of like, you know, Brett as a person who would kind of put that stuff out, yeah. you know, because you come across as a very competent, very, you know, upbeat person and like these kind of deep problems. I didn't, because you, know, you never know, like I said, what right. problems people have. And he, I think he even just, I think he put it like in our in our fraternity group chat. It's like, hey, if anybody ha like knows anything about editing podcasts or anything like that, like shoot me a text. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, I know how to do that. You know, through the J school, I've learned how to do stuff like that. So I shot him, uh, I shot him a text. And he had sent us his elevator pitch, which has, thank God, gotten shorter and shorter as this time has gone on. But the elevator pitch he sent us at the beginning was like, notepads worth. But um, <laughs> he says like his long chains of text. They were yes. just long texts. Long. But it was, I saw, I saw the passion and, and the drive that he had to want to get this going. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he had this idea, he had a vision for what he wanted to do. Right. And he knew that, that he already had no, like, figured out some of the steps that he needed to get through. He just needed help on some of the other ends to get it out there. So I was like, I if it was something where, you know, he kind of half-assed it, you know, he didn't really, it was just something he maybe he wanted to promote himself or try to, you know, just put it on a resume, I would not take the time out of my day to help him. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean, the fact that he has the idea for what he wants to do, has the passion to want to actually make it bigger. He's done all this stuff. He says he's a great leader. He's already also done a lot of them stuff, this stuff himself. Like he mm -hmm. will delegate, but he, if there's things that he wants to do, he will not hesitate. Like if we don't respond real quick, yeah. Yeah. he will not respond to do or not hesitate to just do it right away. Mm -hmm. And it's that drive and that passion and that commitment. I was like, okay, this could be really, really cool. Yeah. And it made me think that I was like, I, I mean, and it's the subject of the matter of what we try to do and just the way that he kind of brought it out that I was like, I now I'm starting to think of ideas. Mm -hmm. Now I start to have notepads because he was saying like, for things like this, for things you really care about, the least you could do is 30 minutes a day. Mm -hmm. That's what he always would stress yeah. to us when we'd have, you know, phone, we'd have group phone calls or, you know, group chat, like 30 minutes a day, even if just writing ideas down for some like this, some of the stuff we've done on social media, like when we do motivational Mondays or when we've done the thing where we will send motivational uh, quotes that we like to our followers, we'll mm -hmm. DM them and just kind of send like, hey, like here's a quote for you for today. Things, it's things like that where I'm like, okay, this this is stuff that could be really cool. I keep like, let's just keep writing these ideas down. You know, let's keep bouncing off of each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the fact that he hasn't even thought of a plateau yet. Like it, the ceiling is not there for him. Like that mountaintop that he's talking about for this thing, mm -hmm. he hasn't. There's that mountaintop is not even in his field of vision yet. Wow. And that's one of the coolest parts about it is because he doesn't see a ceiling for it. And so with these things like that's where I decided to join on that's why mm -hmm. i want to keep helping yeah. them out because i know how cool it can be right and i think that we we try to portray that through social media about how we keep it we're going to keep trying to develop um and i think it's things like you know partnering with y'all doing this talking with the media group that are going to help us get 
further and further through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And I think what, Jack, you were talking about with, like, the delegation of tasks and stuff like that, that's definitely something Brett and I have talked about because I feel like we have very similar mindsets about yeah. stuff like that. And so since Brett kind of spearheaded Struggle to Sovereignty and he did all that, I kind of was the same way with my podcast or our podcast because it's a team effort for sure. Yeah, I, I want to stress that. Yeah. Um, and so since it was kind of, like, my baby and that's what you kind of, like, talk about with yours, um, I remember, like I said, I don't have my own Instagram, social media, but it took me a really long time to grow that following to like the whatever thousand we have right now and um, just like edit all of like the Instagram stories and all of that. But I was taking all of that upon myself and it was literally like so much fun to do. But at the same time, it was kind of stressing me out because I would spend like hours editing stories and people like know how to do this because they've been doing it for so many years now. And it was really new. It was like a new thing for me to kind of jump into. And so I think that's something that I learned from you guys was just how to delegate tasks more. And I know you guys have helped us with people on our team now. Like we have Reed and I think Reed's so cool and like I'm not that cool, but uh, yeah, he does a lot right, for us. Right, right, <laughs> um, he does a lot for us and it's just like really great having people like him and other individuals on our team who like care so much about the cause and what we can do and how we can benefit the lives of others. And it's to a point where it's just overwhelming me with so much joy just texting these people and them being so on the ball about everything like time commitment wise like they're going above and beyond and I didn't know individuals were capable of doing that because other leadership positions that I've held on campus and externally like people just haven't been like that Mm -mm. so it's really cool like seeing that it's super neat like I found that self found that within the struggle to sovereignty too like I was the president of a club called the Gamecock Barbell Club Right, love that club. <laughs> Helped. I I put a lot of time and effort in that club, but not a lot of people were interested in it. Like just truthfully, like that that just wasn't like it. The idea. I loved it, but not everybody loved it. But the people that did were really into it. Right. That being in a leadership position and that sort of thing, where it's like the to have to motivate people with the drive and the passion and whenever it's not there that's a lot harder to do Mm -hmm. whenever you have an idea and you have a platform that you have individuals that you surround yourself with that are just as motivated as you to make this thing a success as you are Mm -hmm. right and then all that does for yourself is like wow i can't be on the same level as a leader i gotta be better than better like i gotta keep continuously getting better gotta learn more about what this podcasting thing is right and like actually learning how to articulate that and like with y'all y'all immediately went to garnet media group right like whatever you created the podcast yeah kind of so um what we did was well when i like reflected i had my little like revelation moment yeah. um, and I was like oh shoot we should do it we should do it I texted everyone I knew and I was like all right we're gonna do it they're like okay and um, they were prepared for it because I know I'm kind of like that um, and so I went to Sydney Patterson who's like the um, second in charge at Garnet Media I guess and so I was like listen Sydney like we have like this whole team like we have our videographers everything set and like we really want like a little bit of help can you like advise us and she was like wait like why didn't you come to me before we like have a studio we have everything we can give you an advertising team you don't need to do anything I was like, sweet, because uh, yeah. we haven't uh, thought about that ahead of time. So that's kind of how it worked for us, yeah. kind of like a spur of the moment thing. Yeah. And it ended up really helping us greatly. Absolutely. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, with us, it's a little different story. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, first, uh, the first eight episodes I recorded out of my bedroom uh, in my room. I did, and I would uh, also, too, I even had uh, Christopher Schulstad and Laura McLean. They came down, and they recorded the episode literally in my room on you know like the tables that a lot of uh people use for beer pongs like the, the big <laughs> like the big white tables you know what i'm talking the about folding tables yeah like folding tables yeah <sighs> whatever but anyways uh so those tables right we recorded we put a, like a couple flags on the table and made it look nice and recorded in my bedroom um and until i eventually created this partnership with garnet media and now we have this beautiful podcasting studio that we are so fortunate with uh <laughs> and it's it's so cool because it's like through you guys, I've been able to learn and eventually grow into this partnership. And while y'all have like started the partnership and learned through the partnership mm-hmm. through with Garnet Media, it's mm-hmm. just been two different ways of starting off. It's been really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. No, I agree with that. And then go back on what you guys were talking about, how Jack, like you guys, were you friends beforehand? Did you know each other before this? Yeah. So we, uh, we like he, Brett said, we're in the same fraternity and we tried to, at the beginning of this, not really stress that because mm-hmm. that just, that can create some connotations, you know? It's, I mean, it's yeah. And it's not, uh, not saying that Greek life in any way, shape or form 
has the correct connotation it should have with it. It's always focused on the negative, especially due to social media. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever I started the struggle of sovereignty, that wasn't something I truly believed I wanted to stress as I wanted to reach the most amount of people possible. Mm -hmm. Some people wouldn't relate with somebody in a fraternity as they aren't in a fraternity mm -hmm. or a sorority, right? Mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. people, some people don't relate to that because they've never had that experience. And I want everybody to feel like they can relate to it. And hopefully me as a person and what I've been able to describe and be transparent, talk about a little yeah. bit, it, it's given people a guise and an understanding to, okay, maybe not all guys in fraternities yeah. are bad. Especially if you don't understand what like, it truly means to be in one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't understand that there are leadership opportunities. Like I have had one of the coolest leadership opportunities. I've been uh, chaplain of Sigma Phi Epsilon, and it's really taught me a lot how to be accountable to myself and how to ha keep others accountable and not have them do the things and, and, and keep our community and our, our, you know, somewhat of a brotherhood mm -hmm at a certain standard among others, mm -hmm. right? And and that's and those leadership opportunities have truly molded me and created a mindset for me to understand what that means. Does that, does that help out a little bit? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I the think issue, or in the interest of transparency, so yes, we did join at the same time yeah. in, the, in the same pledge class, if that's, if that's what you want to call it. Um, and so we just got to know each other throughout the time. And then when I, he had said that he wanted help, I was like, of course, I'll help Brent out. Like, that, that sounds like it'd be an awesome idea. And then once he told me all of that, like I said before, um, so we did have, and then like we do have another brother, Ryan Hibbison. And that's because, like I said earlier, this whole business, this whole trying to put out content is about networking. It's about who you know. It's about communication. And because in our fraternity, we stress, you know, being, virtu being virtuous, being diligent. We stress, you know, that we want to bring guys in and, and have them going out as better men and as better people when they leave college because college doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. So we have guys who have these ideals of while also, you know, being in a fraternity and the, the, the benefits that that brotherhood kind of brings about, also trying to be their best selves, you know, trying to be the right. better men, trying to be better people. So we have guys that are committed to, you know, certain aspects like this. Like one of our, Ryan Hibbison, he's also on our team and he helps out with the website. He helps out with sponsorships because he's already had those kind of, that kind of drive and those kind of ideas already. I just uh, added a, a brother of ours to my, t uh, my show, Spurs Up, because like, like y'all have already known and now I started to learn, you can't do any of this alone. You can't mm -hmm. do any, anything, nope. especially with media alone. So I recently just added two or three guys to my team. Um, and one of them, Connor Lomas, he's also in the School of Journalism, and he's helping me to just stay sane. Yeah, right. So <laughs> we have guys that want that have that drive that want to help. So when we have that kind of, you know, already that 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 uh, organization of guy and have that ability to reach out to these guys, it's kind of like our media. Like we have mm -hmm. these already, we already know these guys. So it would be dumb for us yeah. not to reach out to them. Right. right. It, would be, it would it would make no sense. And then that's why we try to do, join Garden Media because we're like, we need you know social, we need people to help with social media, people to help with business development, people to help with marketing. It would be stupid to not reach out right, to Garnet Media right. to try to find people. We just added a new uh, business development manager. Yeah, Melissa. Her, yeah, Melissa. Her official title, right? Yeah, yeah. So she's going to be um, our business development and also help out with marketing. Uh, if you, so I'm okay at social media. I can kind of <laughs> get by. Like black and white makes it super easy, but. Uh, I need somebody that knows a little bit more than I do to help out with that. So, um, yeah, we're bringing Melissa on, and she's she's super awesome. Uh, she worked on The Bird Show. If you Like I was telling you about it, it's a – pretty much they just talk about, like, uh, girls and stuff love it. They talk about, like, Bachelorette <laughs> and all that. I, I don't know. Like, we love that. Uh, <laughs> what, what's that one dude's name? Uh, Paul uh, – Peter? John Paul uh, John Jones. Paul Jones. <laughs> John Paul Jones. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about – y'all know who that is? Uh, not really. Jack's like vigorously <laughs> shaking – Reed, do you know who that is? No. <laughs> no, none of the guys in here. <laughs> No, not oh, really. No. I, I just heard the name. I, I've, I've heard I've heard some jokes about it. But anyways, yeah, she worked on that, and they, like, talked about The Bachelorette, and she was like, yeah, if you know John Paul Jones, we had him on. And I was like, oh, well, I, don't, I don't know who that is, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but cool. Yeah, sweet. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much the way it's been, um, and it's been so cool. It's been so much fun. Uh, Pear, I have to ask you a question. I haven't asked you a question. Yes, now, what's right? up? Okay, so I'm going to read you off a quote. Oh, and getting I want, deep over I here. I want to hear. I want to hear what you have to. What your opinion of it is, right? Put me on the spot here. I All know. Right. I'm sorry, but I just want to hear what your opinion is. Okay. Okay. Mm. It is better to risk starving to death than to surrender. If you give up on your dreams, what's left? Dash Jim Carrey. What's your opinion on that? All right, prayer. So I got something for you, right? I have this quote. I want to read it to you. I want to get your response. So. It is better to risk starving to get to death than to surrender. 
If you give up on your dreams, what's left? That is by Jim Carrey. What's your opinion on it? Um, so I think that the biggest risk you can take in life is not taking one at all. So I'm a big um, risk taker. Um, I think society looks down upon those people who want to give back by viewing their goals to be simply like unattainable or obsolete. But I don't really care about society. Um, I don't think you can grow if society is holding you back. So I'm a big dreamer. I'm about it. What are your thoughts that. on that? That's awesome. Yeah. So my thoughts. Um, I like to think of life in somewhat of, like I said, um, like climbing that mountain and also too, like I'm swimming. Um, it's in order to swim, you have to continuously move and you have to continuously keep going and you have to keep swimming in order to stay afloat. That's just the way it goes. Finding Nemo question mark. Yeah. I kind of find Nemo just keep swimming. Right. (laughs) Um, but that's something, a way I think about it, especially with my progression into like professional life, the podcast, um, what my job is and everything. A lot of it is just keep chugging along like just keep going like the more you keep going at something the more you keep putting in the time and the effort and not quitting you can achieve that dream as much as you want and if you give up on that dream again like Jim Carrey said right what's left what is left of that goal and what's what's left of that notion and your drive and the work you already put in are you just gonna let that go away no absolutely not I'm gonna keep working until that dream is achieved Jack I want to hear your thoughts on this um, that is honestly a really good quote, and I like that it comes from Jim Carrey, of all people. Yeah, that right. really makes me uh, really happy about that. Um, it's something that I have come across when I have, like you've kind of said, we all, everyone deals with, I think everyone in their lifetime has dealt with someone who's been either on the brink or, you know, have, have had thoughts about suicide. Yeah. I think it's just so commonplace now today. So I've had a couple friends who have, have been on that brink, and one thing I always try to tell them is that if you believe in any sort of higher power, anything at all, or even if you don't, I think that you should understand and know that you were not put on this earth to just die. Like that was not, you would not be here if you did not have a reason or a purpose. And you just, if you can't think of one yet, you just haven't found it. It's not that time. So if you think, oh, I have no reason, you know, to be here, like everything would be, nothing would be different without me, you know, things, thoughts like that, in my mind, I think that that is, I think that that's, that's weird to think about because I really don't see a reason why we would be here then. Absolutely. If we were just to be on, you know, be on this earth 20 or 30 years to, and not, you know, may, especially after we've made all these relationships and, you know, try to have a life, then there'd be no reason to just kind of end it right then and there. Yeah. So I think that that's one, like you said, just keep on chugging. You keep, keep on, chugging. that's all, that's, that's what life is. I mean, yeah. life, it sucks. It's going to go up and down. But the one thing, the, the, the thing that we have as humans is the power to be resilient yeah. and the power to kind of brush all that off. Yeah. And I think that, that quote really embodies that. Yeah, absolutely. In, in regards to like your ideal on happiness, right? Like you, like we, we discussed this a little bit earlier, but you're a very happy person. You're very upbeat. And, you know, you said that you're an introvert at one time and you developed into this extroverted mindset. Also, too, in order to make a podcast, you have to somewhat be an extrovert, right? A little bit. Yeah, a little bit, right? You kind of have to be. You deal with a lot of people. What, what ways has it been difficult from your intrinsic past and your introverted past to where you've now had to work with a lot more extrinsic and you've had to be a lot more eccentric about things and being upbeat and being happy. Well, what's that your what's your opinion on that? So I think forcing myself in a leadership position definitely has helped me with that because I think that putting yourself in uncomfortable environments definitely helps you grow as a person. So that's definitely helped me like transition from being more of an introvert to an extrovert. And I have been more extroverted for like a good amount of my life now. Um, So it's not something that I really like reflect on in a negative way as to my past. Um, But yeah, I think just like talking more to people and kind of understanding people. Like when I look at people, I can like look in their eyes and like see kind of where their hearts are. And if they're good, I think um, I can relate to that a little bit more. And I think everyone on our team, and I can say that for all the people I know on y'all's teams too, um, you care a lot about people and that's how you make good human connections with others and I think that's what will take you far and with what Jack was talking about how like life's a roller coaster and you just have to sit tight put your seatbelt on because (laughs) safety first Um, but I think that if people have good intentions whatever higher power will do a lot for you and you're going to get through it so um, that's kind of how I view happiness and for me I think it's something that also should be noted that sometimes the people who are outwardly the happiest are also the most sad deep down Um, and I think people just tend to forget that yeah, like Robin um, Williams. Robin Williams. like Robin Williams yeah. and it's oh I love him I think he's yeah, great um, but uh, yeah there's a lot of life lessons to learn from things like that and I think the most important one is just to be aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. and who you 
surround yourself with because you never know what people are going through. So if being happy and I know some of my friends say that my energy like helps them get through stuff, um, yeah. got to be there for people. Why not? You know what right. I mean? That's like your purpose. Right. So, yeah. Do you believe that your purpose like within USC and what your purpose has been as like a student at USC, has it been contributed to how much you want to help people? Like, do you think that's like... I would say so. Yeah. I think anyone who knows me would say so. Yeah. Um, I care more about others than I feel like I do about myself and that definitely has um, something to do with how stressed I get sometimes and that's why I like really need a solid group of people who back me up and my brother is like a great kid and he's like been there for me for a lot of it and he's very different from me he has a very different mindset different personality altogether we're polar opposites yeah. um, but he's a great person and he kind of puts stuff in a perspective for me so he's helped me a lot and him kind of being in college with me a lot of people would be like whoa like do you hang out with your brother like are you guys close like or do you hate each other I don't hate him I hate some of the stuff he says sometimes yeah. he likes the wrong actors and the wrong sports teams but uh what are you gonna do about it right, right. so um yeah I would definitely say so um but yeah I think college in general is just a learning experience I can't really pinpoint exactly what my purpose and not even USC but even in life is but hopefully I'll know one day as yeah. long as I'm on the right path I think I'm good and 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 that's what we talk about a lot like I talked about this with uh Phil Godwin in our last episode a lot we talked about really putting an emphasis on the process of things and really knowing that a product is a means to an end, right? And once you receive some product, then you have to continuously develop and bring that upon yourself to do more things. And happiness is is such an interesting idea and everybody talks about it, right? Everybody talks about, oh, I want to be happy. I want to make a lot of money. I want to drive the nice car. I want to do this. But I would love for the first person to tell me an exact replica of happiness, what that means, right? Happiness is a goal that's a, like that's always wanted to be obtained but never achieved. And everybody wants to be happy. But what does it truly mean to be happy? What does that feeling mean like? I talked about this in the last episode a little bit. We talked about how humans, we have this outlook, and especially like in the political spectrum, we have this outlook of we want this perfect world. We want no starvation. We want all this, right? We want all this and that. But we have never seen that in humankind, like ever. Happiness on the other example. We have this idea of happiness, but truly have people felt this inept happiness deep, deep down to where they are happy all the time? No but we look to achieve that. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting, like it's really weird, but being able to promote platforms like ourselves and to be able to create a somewhat of a co-branding ship and also to develop these ideals and these relationships, it allows us to get closer and a little bit closer and a Mm -hmm. little bit closer, even though we might never achieve that full idea of what we have happiness is, we're a step closer, right? Just by having this conversation right now. Mm -hmm. I think that's so cool. Like, you know, I think that's such a neat idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jack. What is your opinion on that? What's your opinion? You're a very happy person. Yeah. Um, anyone who knows me I, knows that I like to keep it, you know, kind of, I kind of like to just be happy. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> it, that, that sounds Good. stupid. But um, it just, it's, I know that especially, it's something that I, I, it's, I think it's a product of how you, con- oh, you also grew up, like, you know, how your parents kind of raised you. How you carry like yourself. Yeah, how you carry yourself. And my dad, no matter what he would go through, you know, no matter what kind of things are going on in his life or throughout, like with our family, with his job, because he's been through a lot of crap with his jobs. But he would always, you know, the first thing he would do, because he's also a very religious person, he was he would get up, he would wake up, he would pray and thank for thank God for the day. And that's something that I tend to do, too, because, you know, no matter, especially like we talk about people, you know, you don't know what people are going through. And I always know I always try to think that it could be a lot worse. Right. It could be so much worse. The problems that I have, you know, the things I'm going through, it could be so much worse. And so it's a lot about. And it's hard for humans because we're very, you know, we always keep wanting to look for that next thing. You know, we're like, I want to get this. I want to get that. I want to have this job, this car, this house. Yeah. It's very hard to, to actually count our blessings, you know? Right. And so it's also a thing where um, uh, my dad told me, and it's freaked me out. He told me this when I was little. He said that every interaction that you have with a person either brings you closer together or drives you further apart. It scared the shit out of me. Yeah, absolutely. It's a horrifying sentence. But what, it, what it, the, the, the product of it is that, in my mind, especially when I'm out in public or hanging out with people, I would rather have a happy interaction, you know, a kind of a cheerful happy interaction than try to, you know, say, oh, yeah, I'm going through this or that, or, you know, if I'm down or depressed, instead of, like, showing that to them. Yeah. It's just something where on the surface, and like you say, the happiest people on the surface can still be, you know, some of the saddest on the inside. I'm not saying I'm sad like that or anything, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, especially when I'm interacting with other people, I try to put on, you know, my happy face. Yeah. I try to make sure that, because I think that if I can be a happy person, and, and just around, then hopefully that can make people that I'm interacting with a bit more happier as well. Absolutely. 
Actually, I have a question for you guys. So what are things individually that you guys have learned about yourselves from being part of a podcast team that kind of make you uncomfortable, though? Oh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll start off. Um, Like Jack said earlier in the episode, no part of me has ever been the type of person where I will just outright broadcast my struggles. That has been something that has been super tough for me. I never have done that. I've always had a lot of struggles, but I've always tried to keep a very confident and upbeat and a very, uh, I guess, motivated mindset outright to, for people to see. But the beautiful thing is about with the struggle of sovereignty is that as I've shared my struggles, people have looked at me more transparently and they've been able to have conversations with me that they would not have before I made this community and before we made this community. Mm. Um, and th- that's something that's been a struggle, but it's been something that I've grown immensely by. Mm. Um, yeah, more on my end, uh, at, you know, listening to all the episodes, having to edit them, you know, and hearing these stories and hearing these people's messages, <clears throat> I had to, I, I never, like, I knew that, you know, there was things that I needed to grow up with. You know, there was issues that I had, maturity, stuff like that, that I needed to change about myself. And it wasn't really until I heard some of these stories and some of these on some of these podcasts that I was like, okay, I am not making a conscious effort to try to be a better person. I keep saying that I am, or I keep saying I'm going to try, but I'm just not. I can see the product in my own life. I can see the, the ways that I have grown in some other ways. But for these bigger issues that I know that I have in myself, it's, become, it's because of this podcast that I've listened to, and I'm like, okay, these are things that I need to change about myself. Like time management has always been a big issue with me. Now I'm finally, like senior year, I finally have a planner. I've never had a planner before where I write <laughs> yeah. things down and like my assignments, what I have to do. I finally done something like that. I didn't know how to cook before this year. And now I'm like, okay, I need to stop spending money. I need to stop doing, I need to yeah. learn how to cook. And it's through these things where I hear these people that have gone through this a lot more adversity than I've ever had to, but now have gotten on the right track and are getting their lives together. I'm like, well, if they can do that from the things that they've had to endure, why, why am I not doing it? So it's, it's caused me to actually look myself in the mirror and go, I, these are the things that I need to change. And that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You like to think that you are, you know, doing the best that you can for the most of the time, you know, that you, the person that you are right now is the person you want to be, but it's tough to go that I need to do, I need to be better, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest things that's made me uncomfortable. It's not a bad uncomfortable, but you know, it's just, it's a, it's a realization. Yeah. I think both of those are very different from what I would say for me. Um, we've talked a lot about how I don't have a social media. So honestly, for me, what's made me most uncomfortable about it is like the tension. I'm not a big clout person. I don't believe in it. Um, but it's just like being interested. It's just been interesting, I guess, being recognized for it. Um, and I think that's um, to say, like everyone on our team has been like going through stuff like that a little bit. Um, but what my friends and people tell me who are close to me is to never be ashamed of attention as long as you've earned it. Um, and I think we're doing something good here. So um, yeah, I remember. So me and some of the girls like on the podcast were like at the frat lots tailgating before the last game, and um, we were at the like Kai side tent. And one of Caroline's friends came up to her and he's like, "Listen, like when's the next episode being released?" Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to hear it. And I was really kind of shook because I didn't know guys listened to it. Yeah. And actually, like, half of his frat like, came over and they were like, oh, yeah, like, we love it. We all follow it. It's, like, so fun and stuff. And that kind of, like, inspired me to come in here and make sure we were, like, recording something this week. Right. Um, because, yeah, that motivation, it's awesome. It's, it's really, really great. Cool. Yeah. It's really cool. I think we have hit so many awesome things today. And this has been a conversation we've talked about for three months now a long time a long long time time. we've talked about this conversation for a long time um and i'm so blessed to have such a great friendship with you prayer and thank you so much for helping us out thank you and helping uh, i don't know just create just create such a cool friendship Mm -hmm. and create such a cool bond between our communities Mm -hmm. and being able to talk about things that aren't talked about in our society and how we can how we can look to achieve this idea of sovereignty um so for my personal podcast, I want you to share your platforms, and I want you to share your like social media and stuff, so I, we can. Oh, uh, social media plat. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. So you can follow us on Instagram. Our at is pfop. That is spelled 
P F O P P. And um, yeah, we post a lot of stories. We have a lot of good content going on there. And that I would say is definitely our primary platform. And one more thing really fast, I definitely can't hold a candle to what Brett just said, but it's definitely mutual. I definitely have learned so much from both Jack and Brett and like the people that they've helped us get on our team and vice versa. So um, yeah, I'm thankful kind of early thanksgiving's not even around the corner but thankful guys we're still giving thanks baby yeah i love it i love it (laughs) um well as we wrap this up to uh for prayer if any of her fans were looking to everyone's fans pfops fans okay pfops fan (laughs) um so we have uh, some social media over here at the struggle to sovereignty too um, our website is www.struggletosovereignty.com. Uh, our Instagram handle is at struggle, the number two sovereignty. Um, and if you also look us up on Facebook, we have a Facebook page just called the struggle to sovereignty, like it's spelt within the podcast. And you'll be able to find any blog posts, um, any merchandise and apparel and other stuff like that. And just more information about what we do here at the struggle to sovereignty and joining a community like ours that, we can hopefully outreach with a bunch of people and have relationships with PFOP and all, and all, and all. all. (laughs) So, Prayer, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. It's a wrap, everyone.